0: Yo, welcome back to 100 Mondays. Um, today I'm going to be chatting about what I call leadership and self-deception. I would love to say that this was uh, a complete um, title chosen by myself, but it's actually from the book called Leadership and Self-Deception by the Arbinger Institute that has manifested itself in my life pretty heavily as of late. Um, going so deep into team team building, teaching team building, and leadership as a whole, it's been really, really interesting. But I think that for anyone listening to this who doesn't yet have a team, um, it'll be just as interesting for you too to understand the way you can self-deceive yourself in so many different ways at the same time as well. And uh, this sort of started because as of late, I've found it a little bit harder training our team. Um, our team is great. We've just hired some uh, new appointment setters. Um, we've got Josh, who is an absolutely world-class accountability and support coach for our clients right now.
1: Um, I've got Jake,
0: who is a world-class sales trainer for our clients and love having him on board. Um, We've got Mary, who I've had for God knows how long. It's almost been a a year and a half, something like that. She's a fucking fantastic human to have by our side. Um, Because she supports the whole team, really, right? It's not just me that she supports. It's, It's a whole team that she supports, which is just amazing. And... As a unit, we um, we support, at this moment, about 50 active clients, which is just amazing. And I kept finding myself getting um, drawn back into the business a lot. Not to say that I'm ever trying to be out of the business by any stretch of the imagination. But I kept finding myself getting drawn back in again and again and again and again.
1: Um, into areas that
0: I didn't really expect to get drawn back into. And I... Um, I kept getting really, really frustrated, like consistently again and again and again, right? Like um, thinking that I'd uh, been able to get Josh to do some things in the business that were pretty much – I'm just trying to work out how to best explain it. So I was trying to get Josh to essentially help people with some team-building stuff and had given him all the resources and given him the coaching personally one-to-one on – how to manage certain specific situations and realizing that there wasn't a whole lot of um uh realized outcome coming out of it, right? Like that the result wasn't necessarily there to the best degree. Um, which meant that I had to jump back in and that's completely fine. I've got no problem with jumping back in. But every time it happened I kept uh sort of beating my head against the wall, going, like, why does this keep happening? Um I'm not quite sure. I keep uh I keep finding myself getting stuck every time we add something new in, or even if it's not new, I just keep finding myself getting stuck every time I keep getting drawn back into the business when someone doesn't understand something, and um, I kept repeating the same cycle, repeating the same cycle, repeating the same cycle, repeating the same cycle, and realizing that something isn't right, and it's starting to frustrate me more than I'd like it to, and I wasn't really handling the frustration any winter as well as I could have in the first place. I was uh, actually going a little bit crazy, um, thinking that I was crazy, having days where I wanted to like literally burn the business to the ground, <laughs> um, and just not enjoying so, so much of it. And I uh, had a bit of realization um, as I was reading a book called Self uh, Leadership and Self-Deception. And it wasn't necessarily something that just a book created within me as a realization, but I started noticing it more and more as of late anyway. The uh, the realization came about because I started thinking about hiring and I started thinking about um, expectations. I started thinking about, or, or this, it's been more pre- like relevant inside my mind's eye as of late, around hiring experts versus hiring juniors. And this is something that I've been working on with uh, my coach, Charlie, quite a fair bit as well. Um, and something that I've worked on with a past coach named Ben as well too, who actually introduced me to the book Leadership and Self Deception. Funny story about that: um, he sent when I first started working with him uh, in in a coaching relationship, he sent me the book, and uh, about a couple of weeks later, someone stole the book from my car before I started reading it, and um, so I never got to uh, read the book. And it felt like I had the world telling me that you are not ready to be a leader in any way, shape, and form, and we're going to take that away from you. Which is kind of just like a random sidebar, but I thought it would be interesting to share at the same time too. And um, I re-downloaded the book, or downloaded it for the first time at Audible, and started listening to it today, and realised that the difference between hiring juniors and hiring experts is that the expert will know what to do immediately, and actually guide you on what to do in a lot of the situations, but not necessarily without guidance for them in expectations of what you expect of them to be the expert in and what you expect them to not be the expert in at the same time as well. And what I realized is that when you hire someone and add new things into your services, it, uh, it, it, it takes a lead time of giving them all the right training that's necessary and then a lag time of that training actually... Sinking in and coming to fruition for these people in the first place as well. And uh, what I was real, what I realized today is like we we, we have like the, the somewhere between forty and fifty active clients at the moment, which is fantastic. Really exciting situation for me to be in. Um, and I'm looking to scale that pretty aggressively uh, coming in, in in the coming months, at least towards the end of the year at, at the absolute latest, while still maintaining the best, I guess, client success. Um, that we absolutely can because client success comes well before client acquisition for us. We've actually slowed down, slowed down sales quite a fair bit as of late, probably because I'm doing more hiring and more than anything else at the same time as well, but it, uh, it definitely creates a world where you must understand that client success is probably the thing that matters most. But client success is an accumulation of... Uh, fuck-ups over time because you get better as you go. So if you're sitting there thinking like my product and success for clients must be perfect before I go and get more of them, that's not necessarily true. Um, I think it comes in waves and in cycles, and you should probably still be able to allow yourself to make a million mistakes before you make the judgment call of saying, I shouldn't go and get more clients right now at the same time, too. But that's a conversation for a different day. I actually think if you actually go to the last hundred Mondays episode, you'll be able to uh, extract some value out of that if you're in that specific situation right now, too. But more to this point, right? What I realized today is that I've been robbing our team of the truth, and by definition of the truth, what I mean when I say that is that I've just realized that in the areas that we're moving into, um, the only expert in the company is me, and that's really frustrating, because that means that without the adequate training, and without the adequate um, lag time, that the lead indicating training has uh, come to fruition for the people who I'm training, being the staff members, to deliver this stuff, plus also Um, be able to support the specific things that we're trying to teach within the program for this being, whether it be sales or marketing, whether it be um, team building or whatever it is. It only made me realize that the actual uh, expert is me. And that's so, so fine. Everyone in the program still gets access to me. But what I realized is that there's more and more questions coming up with our team and more and more confusion coming up within our team around the specific questions that our clients were asking. And I expected our team to pretty much like understand this, right? I'd given them training. I trained them one-to-one um, and I'd given them a bunch of assets to essentially go through. Um, why the fuck would they not just know what to do? Right. And then it just hit me like a ton of bricks where I realized that while we might have 40 or 50 active clients, I don't actually have 40 or 50 active clients right now. What I actually have is four clients, four coaching clients, who then create the container that those 40 or 50 clients actually get coached through. And for me, it was like, uh, oh my God, Chris, you're a fucking idiot. And how did you not see this earlier on? sort of moment for me and I realized that I wasn't like while I was coaching our team I wasn't giving it the necessary uh I guess attention towards the coaching that it needed to be so it was more reactive than proactive even though I believed it to be proactive in the first place so by definition of what I mean when I say I thought it well, I was being proactive it's like I'd given them everything that they needed the comprehension element I hadn't actually taken into consideration anywhere near as, uh, as, as um, aggressively or, or, or responsibility to the aggressive nature of the comprehension that I needed it to be in the first place, which has put me in a position where I'm sitting there going like, why the fuck didn't these people get it? Um, and for me, I was like, man, okay, cool, this, this, this is like amazing for me to understand, because whenever I've had great success um, with our team members in the past, I started going backwards and realizing, oh, fuck. It's because I've coached them through it across a period of time, not expecting them to understand it in a day. In the same way that if we're coaching a client through something, um, I can't expect them to know it overnight, and I can't expect them to have applied it more than enough times for them to truly get it and be able to have their own level of comprehension about it for us to actually communicate across this in in the best, most possible way at the same time as well. And when I realized this, I was like, holy fuck. I have been sabotaging um, the growth of our team. And now I am in a completely different frame of mind. And the frame of mind that I'm in now is one that actually um, I'm going to shift back into using my coaching skills to create a long-term coaching um, strategy for each different new you know, process we might put in place or whatever it is, as opposed to expecting these guys to just immediately get it. Now, for, if you hire experts, this is so much less relevant, but the second you add something in that's out of their expert nature, you need to treat it with the exact same level of um, uh, responsibility towards the level of comprehension that these people have behind it. And the level of comprehension that they need to have behind it is just typically brought through the vehicle of um, training, then uh, a period of time with a goal attached to the end of it between you and wanting that to come to fruition. So by example, I mean like a, a, a great example, a live example for me right now, right, is we have um, a whole bunch of uh, upgrades that we're doing to not even just our program, but to our clients that we have in the program right now, right? There are some problems that we can see that our program has created for these people that we want to work with these people on to help them, Um, you know, unravel the problems and create a better business, right? For example, there are some problems that have been created by lots of sales. Now, some of these people need team, right? And I didn't typically think that given the, like, that that's the case, that the team would need more coaching on how to walk them through to the next stage. Obviously, knowing that they're going to need to know how to understand how to actually, um get them through to that. So I trained them on that portion of how to actually coach them through each client, how to actually get them through to the next pathway of hiring or whatever it might be without realizing that I hadn't trained them on how to actually make the shift within the client by definition of, um, how do I best explain this, by definition of how do I actually get them to re get them to recommit to the program and stay with us for another six months or whatever it is. And what I really needed to do was... Um, create, and not to say that we haven't, I've given them frameworks, but what I didn't do was actually go through the process of um, doing role plays with them, and then uh, taking out some scenarios and then giving a lead time um, for the lag to happen of two, three weeks, as opposed to, like, expecting them to get it overnight. And for me, I feel like a fucking idiot now, not realizing that I needed to coach these people in the same way that I would have coached our clients to success over time, and just expecting them to get it, which for me, like, I just, I feel like a fucking fool. But the fact that I have this realization right now is that the end result for me is going to be one where uh, maybe slowing down a little bit and realizing that people are people, right? The biggest self-deception you can have if you go and read the book by the Arbig Institute on Leadership and Self-Deception is that if you are not thinking outside of the box. By definition of inside the box is like limited thinking and thinking outside the box of, and by definition of thinking outside the box is limitless thinking, right? Um, uh, Inside the box thinking is treating people objectively and not treating them like people, meaning that you aren't actually realizing that these people just aren't actually skilled enough to, you know, do the task that you're asking them to do. And you need to actually give them the necessary training that, that, and the necessary training, the necessary role-playing, and the necessary lead time for them to be able to comprehend the amount of experience they've had with this and actually have their own um, level of comprehension behind being able to do this without you in the first place as well. And I see this happen so fucking frequently, Um, less, less with our clients because I've taken the responsibility of making sure that they don't make those mistakes, but I see it happen so, so frequently Um, in people who aren't our clients. A great example is someone who hires, say, an appointment setter, right? They'll go and hire an appointment setter without having the necessary um, picture of success for that appointment setter created well before they start. And what happens is they will hire someone hoping that the appointment setter is going to actually know what the, the, the picture of success looks like or create success for them out of thin air. Now, this is a completely flawed realities picture based on the fact that one, that appointment set has no idea about your business to the degree that they need to for them to really create that for you. They don't know enough about your ideal client for them to actually have the ability to, um, know what to look for when appointment setting. And they have no idea about the actual problems that you will solve specifically. Um, so that they know how to best guide this, um, you know, potential prospect through to a, um, a call with you or planning session, whatever it might be, right? And what typically happens that I see is that most people will hire someone like an appointment setter and go through the process of, or like the, go through the sequential steps of hiring and then getting really frustrated and saying, fuck, all appointment setters suck or whatever it is. But in act, the, the actual fact is you just failed that person because either you didn't hire the really experienced person um, who knew what to do first or you, um, sorry, either you didn't hire the person who was already experienced in what they needed to do um, for appointment setting, using appointment setting as the example, or you hired someone who was experienced and didn't give them the necessary understanding about your company to help them understand how to best help someone who they might see as a prospect through your service. Because that's another huge mistake that I see as well, right? Like, just because they're a great, um, you know, Staff and before whatever key area they're looking for within your business right now, um, whether it be employment center, client success manager, account manager, um, salesperson, whatever it is, right? Just because they were great and have skills in the area of that defined role doesn't mean they'll be great in your company if they don't understand the logistics of how you help people to the best degree in the first place as well. And for me, I see so many people make the mistake of like chucking someone into a role, expecting them to know everything without the necessary training and understanding that there's a lead and lag time of the comprehension that the person needs for them to clearly understand how to actually have their own um, experiential uh, point of view around what success would look like because you haven't given them the necessary training or whatever it might be in the first place at the same time too. And this is where we we continually... Uh, deceive ourselves and not realize that the actual objective reality behind the situation is that you kind of need to lead these people effectively even if they're an expert, right? Um, And this is the same with your clients as well, right? Like, I wonder how many people, and I see this happen uh, with some of our clients before we give them the insight, and then with a bunch of other people as well who who aren't clients just yet, um, what I see is a huge, huge gap in knowledge for these people is that they don't realize that some of the people that they're taking on as clients are, like, deficit in skill of actually making the lead flow that they might be by providing them if they're an, an agency, whatever it is. Um, they, they, they're lacking the necessary skills to actually make the leads that you're getting them work for their business. Or what they're lacking most is an understanding of how to, like, manage the leads that you get them specifically because maybe they have a good process for it, but maybe you haven't coached them through how to manage the leads that you get them the best, and that's why they're failing with them in the first place as well because every single person that you work with as a client, every single person you take on as a staff member is starving for a clear picture of what success looks like. So if you have people who take your service on and then say, your service sucks, think about how you may be deceiving yourself by saying that they were a bad client by maybe taking the responsibility in thinking that maybe I just didn't create a clear picture of what success might have looked looked like for these people in order for them to be able to actually take what I offer them and run with it to success in the first place and I'm deceiving myself by creating a flawed reality's perception of what might not be the actual reality for the people that I'm working with because they just don't understand what I understand and I expect them to and I'm creating this flawed perceptions reality for both of us which creates this cognitive dissonance between the both of us which makes us both think that we're both right in a situation where both of us just don't understand each other. I don't know if that made sense but for me that made a lot of sense and it's like really well articulated because I'm so smart Sorry, that's me being a bad leader, but a smart ass bad leader. Giving myself props, but seriously, that that was fire, right? If you if you can uh, extract the value out of that for yourself in your own situation, that's fire. Similarly, though, this is the same with like your potential like partner relationship, relationship with your kids, right? Like, um, does your partner know what success would look like in being your partner to make? partner's picture of success look like in order for you to make them happy and if you do know that are you actively and proactively going about making that a priority for you to make them the priority in your life to have a great fulfilling flourishing relationship similarly with the team similarly with your clients similarly with your family your kids right like Do you understand how to best serve your kids in the best way possible? Do you understand what your finances need from you in the responsibilities that you would take on a daily basis to make sure that your finances can work for you, right? Your finances are your unspoken staff member if you weren't aware of that at the same time as well because they need just as much love, understanding, and uh, direction in what to do in order for you to build wealth at the same time as well. Now, this, I think this is a pretty big episode. I don't know. Um, and this was just like uh, off the cuff, really wanted to get some, some clarity for someone in the clarity that I just had within my own life, and it's just going to be such a huge shift for me. And I thought if I didn't get this out to you guys, it would make me feel like a fucking fool. But this, this self-deceptions, uh, self-deception's place in leadership, whether it be self-leadership, whether it be leadership in teams, whether it be leadership in your relationships, whether it be leadership in your client relationships, whether it be leadership in your family, whether it be leadership towards your finances, the self-deception and not understanding the truth and objective truth of the situation and whether you're actually expecting too much of the people who don't have the necessary skills or understanding of what success would look like in those. Are you deceiving yourself? Or are you creating a container where you're actually putting the necessary work in to create the level of comprehension between yourself and the person on the other end of the conversation with you for you to be able to create the life that you want? Because if you are not, it is completely your fault. And this is where you should take responsibility and say, Chris, this episode sucked because I had to look directly into my own soul and realize that maybe I'm not anywhere near as good as I fucking needed it to be. And uh I hope that that's gonna be good for you guys. Um <laughs> I know it was a, a huge shock and realisation for me. So my recommendation for you take something out of this. I would love to hear um what your takeaways from this are. Um hit me up on Facebook, let me know what you think. Um and for me personally, I would be a absol- I would be in so much gratitude of you if you could do two things with me. If you could number one, leave a five star review. Um, if you feel it's appropriate, if you think it sucked, then don't leave a five star review. Don't don't do anything. Just don't leave a shitty review. Um, and if you think that this is something that people around you might be able to actually take away and listen to, I would be so infinitely grateful if you could take the responsibility and share this with three people who you think might be in their own self-deception to some degree of leadership whatever leadership means to you in the context of the person who you believe needs it right now if you could share it with three people just by sharing the Spotify link with them I would be ever so grateful Um, and for anyone that's listening I thank you so much for listening so far um, into the episodes that we've done today I would love to know if there's anything specifically that you think that would be useful for me to share with you guys um, from my experiences whatever it might be and the whole goal of this is so you guys realize that if you don't take responsibility for the stuff that I am sharing with you guys, you may never actually achieve what you want in your own life. You may only have 100 Mondays left on Earth. I'm so lucky to have had as many as I've had so far. I should probably actually go and uh, review how many Mondays I've had because that would give me a contextual understanding of how many I've actually had on Earth right now. And there, there is no tomorrow. If you really want to live limitlessly, you need to realise that today is the only day you have to actually create that within your own reality, and you need to start taking that responsibility for yourself, for your family, for your clients, for your staff, for anyone that you think is important to you. And I am here to serve, support, and give you some insight from my own experiences. But it's you that, at the end of the day, that needs to take that responsibility and implement it for yourself. I appreciate you guys. I hope you guys all live limit live limitlessly. And I'll speak to you all soon. Okay,
1: peace.